My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. And we are back from Syracon in Liverpool at the Holiday Inn, and we've got somebody sitting down with us. It is webcam Nick, Nick Warman. He is a cosplay journalist and has a YouTube channel, and we're going to chat a little about that. So, what's up? Uh, Nick, what's going on? I'm good. A little under the weather, but I'm good. I'm really happy to be here. I'm glad you told me you were under the weather after I had you sit down two feet from me. I'm so- <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a cold, um, just... Weather drastically changed. Now the question is, how could you not be under the weather? Um, I don't know. Because like it's up there, you know. Well, you know, the, the people on the the International Space Station are actually above the weather. You know what? Just stop. <laughs> it is really nice to be here. You guys seem like you're very close and are always messing with each other. Oh, we are. We are. I've oh. never heard of you guys, but this is awesome. Well, hopefully we're going to change that. Yeah, we've been around for uh, about two years now. We're usually at all of Teddy's events. This is uh, the uh, the PowerCon, Syracon type stuff. Of oh, okay. We were talking about the Syracuse, New York Comic Con a little bit ago off mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell us what you do, Nick. Um, I went. Okay, this is a it's it's a it's an easy story, but it's it's so like stretched out. I went to Anime Syracuse because I wanted to meet Alexis Tipton. And um, I saw a ton of cosplayers there, and I was like, all right, I have a camera. I have a phone. Let's do some interviews. And I did a bunch of interviews, and I watched them all, and I was like, this audio is horrible. I need to redeem myself. And so I went to... We've been there. Trust me. I went to more cons, and I, I used my phone as a microphone, and I had a camera. And what's really funny about my interviews is I don't walk with a cameraman. So if you're a cosplayer and you have friends with you, I'm usually telling your friend to hold my camera so it's your interview. And um, from that, I met a, a really good YouTuber friend of mine named Nekomore. Shout out to my buddy Ty. And he was like, dude, we should do stuff together. And so we did a, uh, a playthrough of Kingdom Hearts on his channel. And we did a bunch of stuff on my channel. My channel is like literally cosplay interviews and vlogs of my normal life and drawing videos and Whatever I feel like putting up on the channel, so when people look at it, they're just like, "There's a variety of everything." This kid put ev- puts everything on his YouTube channel, and it's literally just a matter of having a hobby and making it fun, and trying to say there's nothing wrong with being who you are, and there's nothing wrong with sharing who you are to the world. Because I'm telling you, everyone's interesting, regardless of what you just gotta find out what you they're gotta interesting find out, about. You gotta find out what you're interesting about, and. It's funny because I show my friends all my stuff. It's like, yo, dude, I love how you just own the fact that you're a nerd. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. I think we're a small group, but, you know, we're all one tribe. <laughs> it was, I said it to my boss. I was like, I need uh, these weekends off. He's like, why? Nerd stuff. I didn't go into any specifics. I just said nerd stuff. <laughs> Most people, say, they hear that and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, please just don't start talking to me about it. <laughs> Oh, it's the best. It is the best. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, being made fun of is nothing to me. It's nothing to me. I don't care. Well, I don't know about you, but I went through a lot of that myself, so. Oh, we yeah. And we high still school, make fun was, of them. No, in high school it was bad, but when I got older, I was like, if you're going to stay in high school, stay in high school, but I'm going to do whatever I want. There you go. <laughs> That's a great attitude. Well, my buddy Ty, who I will bring up every chance I get because he... He talk, he's like my YouTube mentor, even though me and him are at the same level. He's like, dude, if you want to make a point for your videos, make a point. I put on a dress to make a point about Splatoon, like with the power-ups and everything. I don't know if you ever played Splatoon, but there's a, there's a part in the game where you have to buy power-ups. And for his video, 
he put on his girlfriend's dress and a bucket on his head with a squirt gun and was like, I'm not going out like this to prove a point. He was like, I'm not, I don't need these stats. And he's, it was just so funny. I was like, that's awesome. I love your videos, dude. And that's why I watch it for the stupid stuff I know. And I was like, he's like, dude, I need so, to make a point. I have a 13-year-old son who watches nothing but YouTube. He has a big screen TV in his bedroom, and that's all that's on. Does he watch Dan TDM? I, that, I've heard of that. That's what sure. my little brother watches, and he's 10. Yeah. So is are, do you have stuff that he would be able to watch? or mm, Maybe. <laughs> Keep in mind, his mother is a huge geek. So, um, wow. He could maybe watch some of my drawings. Like... I don't have a sensor on my channel, so I use the F word a we lot. Don't, we don't have a sensor in my house either, so it's okay. Okay, okay. There are zero filters. <laughs> there are um, filters. I've been there before. If your, son's in the cos- <laughs> if your son's in the cosplay interviews, he can watch my videos. If he wants to watch my life, he can watch my vlogs. Okay. Um, one of the funny things that people love about my vlogs is, like, I have a very specific pattern because all I do is work, drive to work, and go home. So, like, when my vlog starts which I don't vlog anymore as much but it's literally me and my stepfather in a car and everybody goes dude I love your stepfather because he's so mean to you oh. but you guys are so like funny sometimes and the funniest stuff happens in that car ride you get to work and it's literally my friends going dude get that camera out of my face or will we'll talk to me about whatever because once the camera's in your face and you're like he's not going to take the camera away let me talk to him. <laughs> Just get it done and over with. Yeah. And with my cosplay interviews, the one thing I love is people are so, like, open about, like... like oh, yeah, you hear all kinds of stuff you don't yeah, want to hear about. They, they're really open about it. And, and um, like, a lot of the girls I know are just like, yeah, man, if we're going to go here, let's go here. And, like, um, I, I, I interviewed this one girl who was just as Harley Quinn, and her laugh was contagious. Just like Harley, it scared me. I think she's here somewhere. She's Deadpool. She's the lady Deadpool with a sledgehammer. Oh, we've seen oh, her. We've seen her. Yeah. She is so funny, so awesome. And um, yeah, no one's shy when it comes to the interviews. No one is shy about it. Well, once like, you yeah. once you put a costume on, you're no longer yourself. You're yeah. that person. Yeah. So your life becomes an open book. That's what the yeah. beauty of cosplay. Is. So that's it. Yeah. I hate to go into the exact incentives of being a nerd, but it does. Yeah. Wait, nerds? Um, we're, we're talking nerds now too. <laughs> um, I'm I'm wearing a crappy Delson Rowe cosplay right now. No one knows who I am, but it's it's. I know I'm Delson right now, so it's cool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like I've been to maybe four cons, and every time I go, I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. This is so cool. And my mom, like. I'm 24, so, like, when I was growing up, I still live with her, and it's awesome. My mom's awesome. She's like, dude, take as much time as you want. If you, when you move, it'll be awesome. Let your freak fly. Yeah, she's, like, I've I've moved out, but whatever. The point I'm trying to make is, my mom has seen me edit. (laughs) She just hit him. She just hit him. Sorry, Yeah, this is normal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My mom was like, um, she saw me editing one night. Like, she saw me, like, really editing. Like, I'm sitting there like this. And she goes, I'm glad you do this. I'm glad you do this. I'm glad you... Like, it's no secret. I'm African-American. What? Um, no yeah. way. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, so she's like, I'm glad you're doing this instead of doing something stupid. Exactly. There are many more worse things you can yeah, do. Yeah, she's like, I'm glad you like get what? to... I'm, uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I'm pretty sure this... A lot. ...has the lowest fatality rate. Yeah. I don't know. Have Probably. you ever seen some Jedi's going at it in one of yeah. these? Things? <laughs> but no one's I've ever really. Died. I've seen it. I, I it's scary. I could die if I wanted yeah. to. <laughs> but yeah, she was like, "I'm glad you're doing this instead of something stupid." And I was like, "I don't have time to do things stupid. I work and do this." So, so you have no life. I have no life. Like hey, that'll work. My friends are like, "Dude, where are you? I'm at work. I'll see you at a con or whenever I have time." But right now, it's it's work time. And even when I'm with my friends, um, when, I'm, when I'm with, like, uh, you, it's always, like, business. It's always, like, let's get this video done, let's get this. And for someone who doesn't upload a lot, who tries to upload a lot, I find myself always, like, thinking, this will make a good video, or I can't do that, or this will be cool, or what are people going to say about this? And I was like, dude, who gives a shit? Do what you want to do. Make videos because you want to... Hello, Cloud. That was really... That's frightening. Frightening? Um, it's just, it's just awesome. 
and this is cool. I love how you guys are just here with your podcast. You don't care. It's like, let's talk to people. Let's talk to people. And it's cool. And we get to meet people like yourself, so that yeah. makes it cool for us as well. And I love talking, so there's that. So do we. <laughs> yeah, we all seem to have this inordinate fondness for the song of our own voice. You're wearing a kilt. That's pretty cool. I am. Do you do D&D? I used to, but my D&D tribe kind of wended their way off into the sunset. Yeah, I hear you. Which really sucks, but... So how did the Geek Podcast start? Geek Pod, how did it start? Well, it was myself and another guy who might be here later, but a couple years ago, I texted him and I'm like you know what we should do a podcast and then I failed to actually do anything other than register some domain names and nothing ever got we were both working so yeah. but a year later he calls me up and says hey remember that idea we talked about he's like, I'm like yeah he's like come check this out and he kind of already got it set up and everything yeah. and uh, brought me in like four episodes in and now we're what our next episode will be 52 well, well technically uh-huh. no. yeah, it technically it would be 93 yeah, it depends on how you count them. We've got uh, 52 standard episodes, but then we've got all the convention stuff you know, that we've done. So, yeah, we're getting close to 100, I guess, pieces 93. of 93. Yeah, we're close to, that's close to 100. That's Andrew awesome. and I just had this discussion. That is awesome. <laughs> Anything 90 or above is close to 100. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, well, that is so cool. Not exactly what we were talking about, uh, but it, uh, close enough. Yeah. I have a question. Um, did you guys know that you're going to be across from the, one of the biggest Marvel like legends, Smoke and Joe? Uh, yeah, we did not know we were going to be across from him, but it, it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, we'd love to interview him, but uh, my buddy here, yeah. he was actually here earlier to get a comic signed and said uh, that he did. He explained what we do, and he didn't really seem to understand the oh, concept okay. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to leave him be. I think, okay, you know, yeah. there are sifts everywhere in here. <laughs> We're being overrun by Sith. That is so She's cool. my favorite. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Um, yeah, be announcing yeah, this off. is super cool. I've See, never been on a podcast before. Well, now Other you than have. mine. <laughs> now you have. Now, you know, it's funny because I, I see a lot of uh, kids do watch YouTube all the time. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always trying not to be too old. And I'm generally into a lot of the, the technology and all yeah. this stuff, but I cannot find the time in my day to watch a YouTube video. My I don't know how people great do niece watches, and this is on a the toilet, little bit disturbing. On the shitter. Well, no, she doesn't, but <laughs> my four-year-old great niece watches YouTube videos of people opening things. Yeah. What? Ryan's yeah. Toy Review That's is one of the biggest like YouTube channels, and he's like a like a 10-year-old, yeah. like a 6-year-old, opening toys, and I'm like... And that's all she watches. Like, she has her yeah. own little section on my sister's Kindle. So you're talking like unboxing uh, Unboxing, yeah. kid, little yeah. kids opening toys. Yep. This wow. kid who's like, I don't, I want to say 6 or 7, his name is Ryan. His parents literally film him yep. while he's playing with toys. I'm hey, like, don't touch that. Why is he so famous? He's just a kid. Because of people like my 4-year-old And my 3-year-old <laughs> nephew, his name is Keon, lovely kid, crazy hyper. I was like, the only time he'll sit still... Is if he's watching Ryan's toy review, and I'm like, Keon, why are you watching him play with yep, toys that's what when you can be playing too. with toys? <laughs> I said and the he's same like, thing. Well, I don't have that toy. He looks at me and he goes, "Hi, Nick." He just doesn't get it. That's exactly with Lily. She goes, "I'm I like, love what are you watching?" And she's like, "Oh, I think I have this one because she collects Shopkins." Yeah. So there's a whole little section of videos where they just open Shopkins. Don't you think all day it's long. weird that little kids want to work Kindles? Yeah. Uh, you know, not really. Uh, you got to think about the world that they're growing up in. Yeah. Um, my uh, five-year-old could conceivably go through all of her school career without opening a book because those yep. iPads and things like okay. that aren't there. <laughs> they're there from day one. Yeah. At home, her parents have smartphones and things like that. you, you got to remember, kids pick up uh, things uh, in the environment <laughs> that they're in. So we look at this stuff and we go, well, how do they know how to work that? But... It's not like they see us sitting there reading books anymore. Well, it's All like, they do is they see us on our phones. I mean, my, my five-year-old, when she was three years old, she picked up my wife's boss's husband's phone and started going through his picture gallery. At three years old, she knew how to do that because that's all around her. So it seems weird because we're thinking, how can they operate a device at that, that level? But yeah. it's because they see it. They're growing up in it. They're steeped in this technology. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like back in the 80s when uh, you know the Transformers were big. And you see these, like, three-year-old kids, uh, you know, 
opening up this brand new transformer and then it's like the robot and then back again to the car and you know yeah. how the hell do you do that you know yeah. and it's it's it, it just seems that it's like ingrained knowledge now yeah, yeah. race memory it's scary yes. it's scary it's awesome well I you know not to date myself but I was one of those kids yeah you know back in the 80s had that big old starfire jet remember that one yeah the, the red yeah. and white one yeah. I got that never played with it before took it out of the box at my birthday party and put it all together everyone's like how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> you know, Andrew, I would like to point out that if you were able to date yourself, that would probably be the optimal situation for you. <laughs> I, I, am, oh, shit. I am sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I sat at the right table. Yes, I am sat at the right table. So, so. Hey, you know I, I get a good one in once in a while. Oh, once in God. a while. That's usually me. He gets it in once in a while. Oh, oh, that's at least so three times. Though. That's me. That well, is we can so me. Oh my god, I'm in every group. I realize that. There's a, yep. there's a me in there's every group. There's one in every group, exactly. I'm everyone. Open yourself up. <laughs> open yourself up. I, was, I was at work. We were talking about costumes because it's Halloween. And I work at Old Folks Home. And they were like, um, my boss goes, everyone's free to dress up except for Nick. I don't know what he's going to be. I was like, he's like, you open yourself up. Did he have like, to run by you first? Anything. I was sitting down. Like you open yourself up. I'm gonna go Star Wars. Uh, uh no loose wire jokes. Anyone? <laughs> no one? Huh? What? What did he say? He said that I have no idea. Now. Yeah. I, I said I'm gonna go uh, Star Wars moment. Uh, uh, no loose wire jokes. No? Never mind. Holy Never mind. Cow. Mandalorian. Nice. Woo! Mandalorian. That is awesome. That is crazy. This is really fun. I, it's, it's been great talking to you. Of course, man. Um, I just want to say that Tom Holland is one of the greatest Spider-Mans. Yeah, the greatest, if not the greatest. I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping you're right. I, so far, I would tend to agree with that statement. His, uh, his 10 minutes as, as Peter Parker, then his another 10 minutes as Spider-Man really blew me away. What are we talking about? Tom Holland. Tom Holland in uh, Civil War as oh, Peter Parker in Spider-Man. You, you know what caught me off guard about that performance? Is he a kid? No, no, not that he's a kid, because Peter Parker really should have been a kid right from yeah, the start. Yeah. What caught me off guard is how, um, when uh, Tony Stark sees him at his home, yeah. how New York he is, and how, I, I don't want to say street or urban or anything like that, yeah. but but he's very Brooklyn, I guess. He's yeah. got the accent, and he talks. He's from Queens. What was that? He's from Queens. Queens. Cap's yeah. from Brooklyn. That's right. And uh, way to go there, geek. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> That's a serious thing right there. People Shit. get pissed about that. Oh, I can Whatever. <laughs> um, it, it caught me off guard because we've never in cartoons or movies seen uh, Peter portrayed that way. And of course he should have. I mean, me reading the comic books my entire life, it never occurred to me that he would sound like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so actually... You mean you don't read him in a New York accent? I don't. Really? Crazy. Well, well, well I, I'm from New York, and I think that this is a New this York accent. This is the accent, accent exactly. So, yeah. Um, I agree. But yeah, that, that caught me off guard, and I was like, wait, what? No, that's right. It was so bizarre. Yeah. That's weird. I, 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 I can't see you, like, overlooking that. In the, in the, um, in the original script, um, Black Widow asks Tony, she says, where's your idea? And he goes, well, he's in Queens. But then they just show it instead of telling you. You know, because if, if he would have said it, they'd be like, oh, my God, that's, he's going he's gonna to bring Spider-Man in. They wanted to surprise you with that. And when you see that kid get off that elevator with that DVD player, you're like, I know exactly who that is. Yep. I know who he is. And he walks in that apartment, and there's Tom Holland and all his glory. And I'm like, that's Peter Parker right there. I don't know why I like that Peter Parker, but I like that Peter Parker. And I, then, sorry. I, I kind of like the um, Tony Stark mech and on Aunt May. Everyone is like, why is Aunt May hot? Dude. Do the math. He's 15, 16. She would be in her late 20s, early 30s, yep. super hot. She wouldn't be old. Well, she doesn't necessarily need to be super hot, but the age well, would yeah, be right. Well, yeah, but Marissa Tomei, <laughs> come ahead of me. Have you seen that woman? I have. Have you seen that woman? That I woman have. is gorgeous. <laughs> and she's got her nipples pierced. I didn't know that. The wrestler? Really? <laughs> you haven't seen that? That was a lie. You didn't know that. Oh, I, I haven't seen the wrestler. That was um, I've never seen Rourke. the wrestler. Yeah, Mickey yeah, Rourke and Marissa Tomei. She, oh my and God. she was a, a stripper. And That's she's awesome. Got her nipples pierced. You that know, they awesome. might have been that might have been movie magic. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. I just, if I ever get her on the show, we'll ask, okay? <laughs> Even if good. you're not there, I'll make sure. Because I did, <laughs> right. I did download pictures show. and like blow them up you're, to maximum. You're, you're less likely to get punched if yeah, you ask her that so question. Sad, I show. sat at the right table. <laughs> I sat at the right table. I just love how um, how he knows. Tony Stark, he's like, oh, you know, I know who that kid is. He just figured it out. He made it his business to know who this spider kid was. Because he's, he's like, Tony Stark. And right, he huh? knows where the suit is. He looks around the room. It suits up here. <laughs> and he's just like, so, uh... I like that he like? was, like, in awe of the rest of them. I thought that was really... I thought it was cute. Yeah. He's, he's like that in the comics, too. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man cartoons is the original one. Or not the original one. The one from 1990-whatever that I used to grow up watching. The Fox one. Yeah, the Fox one. And you hear, like, he's in a sewer. And he's like, you never see the Avengers in a sewer. Or the Defenders in a sewer. Not once have I ever seen a Defender in the sewers. And he's just thinking about, like, my life is is so sucky compared to theirs. Yeah, and, I love that about that movie. And it's so funny because it's like, he's just like, I'm here. And I'm stronger than half of them, but I'm here. And he doesn't know that he's, like, just as tough as they are. And seeing him fight Falcon and, and, and Bucky was like... That was is, awesome. This is so cool because Bucky's punched people before. He's punched people with that arm and they go down. Yeah. And so when that fist hits that head, he's like, who's this kid? How do I stop him? Get him away from me. <laughs> I love, it's just all that fish is just, what? This is not supposed to happen right now. I punched Captain America in the face. This is not supposed to happen right now. So I just yeah. love, I love that. I like that in Ant-Man too, though. When yeah. Ant-Man went after Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. I, I, I love that, like, they all they all stand up to each other. They're all, they all match each other in a way, in in one way or another. And I loved watching just Tom Holland do his thing because Marvel knows what they're doing as much yeah, as people think they don't. Marvel knows what they're doing, and I don't know if the whole Zendaya being Mary Jane thing is real. I don't know if that's real. Don't care. But it's like Mary Jane is a ginger. She's not. You know. Where whatever. did you hear that? I heard that on the internet. I've heard that too. Uh, really? It's, it's yeah. on the internet. It's true. I was like, Mary Jane's a ginger, and I'm, I'm a black guy. On the internet. And I don't care. Thank you. I'm you keep <laughs> saying that, but I just can't believe it. <laughs> I hear that every day. I hear that every day. They're just like, yeah, my full name is Nicholas Anderson and Daniel Morgan. That is the whitest that white boy white. name. <laughs> you are but, 100% Caucasian. But I'm... My mom With the permatan. My mom's from Barbados and my dad's black. So, like, my mom is from the Caribbean and my dad's black. So, it's just like... This is me, and I. I guess I took a kinship to comics because it's, like, it's like whatever. I have I have friends, but this. I've been drawing since six. My little, my grand the, the the first art moment I ever had. My grandma put on Pokemon the first movie and gave my uncle some comics, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I either want to make cartoons, draw comic books, or just do something nerdy. And we appreciate that. Yes, we do. I do. And <laughs> I, I'm glad that you guys put me on. You know, you welcome you to the something. I actually was uh, going to talk about this later, but I think this is probably a good segue. It was yeah. on my list of stuff. Um, now, I, do you are you reading current comics? I'm reading Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm reading Civil War II, okay. and I'm reading a shit ton of manga. So. Well, is anybody aware of what uh, transpired in Infamous Iron Man this past week? No, but I know she's black. Well, well, no, that's the new Iron Man, oh, Infamous new, okay. Iron Man. Basically, Doctor no. Doom is going to be Iron Man going forward. And they, they made Victor Von Doom. Victor Von going to be Iron Man? Yeah. Now, now Riri Williams, who is just kind of talking about, about is also, you know, taking up Tony's mantle. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing. They drop some hints about what happens to Tony at the end of Civil War II. Because Marvel has once again run into this situation where their event book got pushed back and extended. So there are comics coming out now that take place after the end of Civil War II, which isn't going to end until, like, December or January. So we're starting to kind of see snippets of what happens. What exactly is the conflict here for Civil War II? Uh, it's, to, to keep it in a nutshell, again, we have two groups of heroes fighting each other like the first time. For what, though? Because the um, Inhumans discovered an Inhuman who has the ability to see the future, and he can prevent bad things from happening. Okay, that's but, what Tony was telling Miles. Yes. That but, makes sense. But um, they're not sure if he's like... Uh, influencing those visions in some way or interpreting them personally so we've got Captain Marvel who wants to use this like minority report can't, you can't do that yeah and Iron Man is like no that that's not right you can't go after people who haven't done anything yet anyway it, it looks they didn't come out and say it but it really sounds uh, from what happened in uh, infamous Iron Man like Tony Stark is dead okay? he's dead? dead 
that seems like to be the idea. picture they're painting. They they didn't come out and outright say it, but it certainly looks to be the case. For how long? Right. Well, well. First of all, I, I was going to touch on that because you got to look at what Marvel's done recently. Wolverine is still dead. There, he ain't dead. He's, he's mulling over that adamantium. Nice little uh, statue they gave him. Well, but, but the character's been off the shelf for a while. Uh, I know. And I think you might actually see, because Marvel is starting to kill the characters and leave them dead, at least for a while. I'm sure Wolverine will come back someday. Yeah, he's Old Man Logan, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. they got the Logan from yeah, another as long future. as they got one cell, they're good. I think they're actually going to kill Tony Stark and leave him dead. And I'm going to tell you why. You're going to hell. This because is why. the universe hates me? No. Because if you're going to introduce a new Iron Man and make Iron Man a, a black girl, like they're doing with Riri Williams, she's going to be Iron Man from now on. Wouldn't uh, that be Iron Woman? Well, yeah, but they're probably going to keep the name. I don't know. That's Somebody else can figure that out. <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is, if you're going to introduce a new person to take that mantle... you got to kill off somebody. What? No, no. No? You do it when Robert Downey Jr. is about ready to stop playing yeah, the role. Yep. Because that's a perfect time to hand the role off to somebody else in the movies. I hate you. Yeah, but here's the thing. We we know he's not going to continue doing another 15 years worth of movies. In fact, he's getting old. He should, but but Stanley has come right out and said Robert Downey Jr. was born for this role. Absolutely, that's great. But in like 20 years, there's going to be a new Robert Downey Jr. I mean, there's no, there's, there's only. I mean, there's, there's like, there's, there's still managed to do the crystal skull. There's only one RDJ, but there's gonna be another Tony Stark. There's gonna be another actor who's born to play Tony Stark because everybody saw Andrew Garfield Spider Man. They're like, oh my god, that's Spider Man. Tom Holland came along and was like, hey. See, I didn't like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I, I liked him as Spider-Man. I didn't like him as Peter Parker. Yeah. But back to what you were saying. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that... Sir. That they, because he's already come out and said, you know, he can't do these movies forever. They're paying not. him to kind of do cameo stuff now. We're going to hit the point where we're not going to have Robert Downey Jr. in the movies anymore. Yeah, and he's okay. going to want to stop. Yeah, and <laughs> if they want to keep Iron Man in, I mean, that that would be a perfect time for them to actually kill the character off, introduce a new one, introduce him in, in the movie to bring... Uh, the movies and the comics close Same together. Same thing with Chris Evans. Yeah. Because Chris Evans, he's he's an actor, but he's one of those actors who's like, I do movies because I like doing them. I don't do movies because I need to pay for stuff. Well, yeah. not like he's going to do a Fantastic Four movie. Hey, oh! as much crap as people give the Fantastic Four movies, when that movie was out, we all loved it. At least I did. I loved the See, first See, I love Chris Evans, so. I loved the first Fantastic Four movie. I didn't start hating it until people said, you should watch it again and hate it. And I'm like, the second one wasn't great. No. It wasn't great. <laughs> Jessica Alba's hair was horrible in that movie, that's why. No. I couldn't get you past that. Hair? I, I'm a girl. I couldn't get past that. That was horrible. It was bad. Was that a wig? Yes, and it was horrible. Okay. So, yeah, like, when well, people say, like, he's going to quit, it's like, yeah, he's going to quit. And we're going to, I'm telling you, give it 20 years. If we're still around, there's going to be a new Iron Man. Yeah. There's going to be a new Rob Downey Jr. They're going to reboot him. You know, the MCU is doing really good right now. It's doing amazing. They have a formula. It works. When RDJ's done, they're just going to be like, all right, we did Infinity Wars. Let's reboot. I'm telling you, mark my words, they're either going to reboot or make a Spider-Verse movie. It feels as if I'm losing my so spot at the table. So if you know where to go to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I think, when I'm laying in bed and not sleeping, I think about stuff. I, like I will that. tell you, I don't think that you're going to see the MCU reboot, not for a long time. They've got too much history to mine and they've been purposely introducing other characters preparing themselves for some of these major roles yeah, yeah. to go no, I, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Captain America was so close to being Iron Man 2. Yeah. It was so close to being Iron Man 2. They were like, let's introduce Black Panther, let's introduce Spider-Man, let's tell people about Zemo, let's let people know that this is what's happening. And I was like, they're getting really close to being Iron Man 2. Like, they're telling too much stuff right now. Um, and I, I can't wait for Infinity Force to tell you that, though. Because when Thanos put that glove on and said, all right, I'll do it myself, I was yeah. like, please, please, because they're not doing their jobs here. Loki <laughs> fucked up. Ronan fucked up. I don't know who else you put out there, but everyone seems to be fucking up, so you might as well just do it yourself. Well, once Thanos puts that Infinity Gauntlet on, I'm going to need a moment to myself. You know what's crazy, <laughs> we'll though? That to you. <laughs> I was talking to my ex about this. Don't, don't ask me why I was talking to my ex, but I was like, um... I was like, you know, X-Men is Marvel, too. And there's a lot of stuff we can't see because of Marvel. Like, we're never going to see T'Challa and Storm kiss. I don't know about yeah. you, but I want to see Chadwick Boseman and Halle Berry make out for a very long time. 
Okay. I can see that. <laughs> We're never going to see that. And it, and it makes me go like, damn, there's so much they can... There's so much they can do if they had X-Men, if they had Deadpool. Like, the MCU's doing so well. And that deal with Spider-Man really was like, we needed... And I'm going to say this. Civil War wouldn't have done what it did, and people can debate me about this, had they not got Spider-Man. I'm telling you. It was a great movie. Zemo was amazing. He disbanded the Avengers. But I'm telling you, Civil War doesn't work if you don't have Spider-Man. I think that that's a uh, it's a point, valid point of view. It is. I mean, I'd have to actually rewatch the movie with an eye towards that to see what it would be like without him. Think, think about it. Think about the comics. Think about the comics. How big was Spider-Man in those comics? Yeah, but he didn't really fulfill the same role in them. No, no, no. I know that. What I'm saying is like, um, I guess, like, in order to tell, I don't know, to make a good adaptation from comic to movie, let's just put. Um, at least one of the recognizable characters in that story arc. I, I almost think that it was... You say Civil War doesn't work without Spider-Man. I say Spider-Man Homecoming doesn't work without his appearance in Civil War. Yeah, Because it was the too. perfect way to introduce that the makes, character. Yeah, that, that too. That is awesome. And I was like, Homecoming? Does that mean he's coming back home? And I was like, oh no, it's about his Homecoming dance. He wants to ask this girl, but he ends up going with Mary Jane. That's going to be... I can't wait for, for He's Homecoming. He's so excited. <laughs> I, Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel hero. I'm thinking about getting a sleeve where it's just like Iron Man, Hulk, and Spider-Man. Those are my Marvel characters right there. Those are the reasons I read Marvel. And, oh man, I'm so excited. And I just... I wanted to talk about it on, on, on something. On something. So, thank you guys for inviting oh, me. Oh, you are very welcome, Nick. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? You can find me on YouTube slash Webcam Nick. Um, my channel is so silly. And I and you can find me on Twitter at Mormon Nick. I mostly just wake up every morning, tweet, thank you, God, for blessing me another day of life. And I tweet whatever I tweet. But for the most part, I am literally peace, love, and positivity. Let's just be nerds together and, you know, have fun. So what is this nerd thing? What is that? Is that a new movement? That's us. That's no, we're geeks. We're geeks. Geeks, nerds, very close. same thing, right? No, he's a nerd. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for letting me You're very welcome, on. Nick. Thanks I a know lot. I went on for a long time. <laughs> it's fine. We're good with that. All right. And we are back at a Syracon at a Holiday Inn in Liverpool. We're sitting down with Jim Wallen from CNY Creative Works. Uh, Jim, tell us about it. Yeah, I saw you guys have him over Okay, so we had to take a little break there because we're all going to be singing Happy, happy Birthday to Joe Sinnott in just a few minutes. So, uh, uh, back to Jim. Yeah, we just finished our first book. Okay. Uh, just collection two or three drawings from each person. Uh, it shows kind of like the variety of everybody's art style and everything that's going on. Okay. Um, the group is really open to anybody. Um, maybe if we just started or for 20 years, uh, come on out and check us out. We'll all work together. And just have fun. We've just got different options to our strength. That's kind of what we like is just seeing what everything else can do. Yeah, that's, that's got to be exciting because, I mean, I, we see a lot of artists doing doing GeekPod, and uh, it, it's it's so varied what people bring when, when they're an artist. It, it kind of blows your mind. I mean, just looking around here at all the stuff for sale, there's so many different styles, so many... It, it's it's not like when um, when you talk about like bands and singing. You know, there's another group of people that have talent. You could say, you know, there's... That guy's a good rock singer. That person's a good folk singer. When it comes to artists, I feel like there's so many more variables, 
and it kind of blows my mind. Before we started doing this, I didn't realize that it was such a, a deep pool, I guess. And you must see some pretty amazing stuff come along. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, not just the people around here, but like, the group itself. Is, we do some like uh, weekly assignments where it's kind of like, like do a magician or something based on the day of the night festival. And just like from one idea, we have like, so many different results and ideas and people really take that, throw their own spin on it and kind of, you know, just give them something that we never thought of. Yeah. Which is always amazing to me. It's just like, uh, and it's kind of like one that the inks and James uh, sticks up very minimal. Which I'm like, wow, I never thought. So that's one of the things I love about the group is we all come in from different ways. You know, even just the same concept, it's going to come out differently every time. That's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, people can find you. I assume you have a do you have a web presence? Yes, um, seeing why Creative Works on Facebook. Um, okay. Just go on there and leave a comment, join the group, um, and you're welcome to say whatever you like and. You know, come check us out too. Um, we're pretty informal. We meet, like I said, six thirty every um, Monday. So come on in and see what That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for telling us about that. Uh, anything else you want to plug while you're here? No, that's it for All right. Well, it was nice talking to you. Thank you very much for stopping by. Thank you. You're welcome. Check, check. All right, and we are back at Syracon in Liverpool at the Holiday Inn. We're sitting down with Kevin Conrad. Right. And uh, Kevin, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? What you're doing here. Well, um, started in the industry back in 1993 as an inker. Uh, pretty much that was my, you know, I was destined to be. I was started out in the next force at Marvel. I've done a number. I've worked for all the you know the big three title, uh, big three companies: Marvel, Image, and DC. And uh, Teen Titans, Justice League, Spider-Man, Hulk, X-Force, X-Men, Spawn, Kiss Psycho Circus for Todd McFarlane, Spawn Blood Feud, Spawn the Dark Ages, DC name Outsiders, Amazing Fantasy, the list goes on and on. I You've been around the block a few times. Quite a few, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is it ever tough to keep it all straight? Um, you know... Probably the toughest point is like when you don't have a full-time book, when you're not on a, a monthly gig, and then you're then you usually take more work than you can handle mm. because you don't know when it's going to come again. You know that kind yeah. of thing. So that usually was the worst part of it. Is you know worst and best. You know because you're you're working 24/7 on multiple multiple projects uh, just to make sure that you have you know food on the table. You know that type of thing. And trying to get your name. Uh, and then when a, when a monthly gig comes around, and then it's, uh, it's at least you can schedule and you know, have, have more of a you know a regimen about your work and that type of thing too. But um, yeah, yeah. I couldn't handle staying inside the lines that much. <laughs> I kick my ass. I ain't gonna lie. Well, he's inking, so he can actually draw on the, the line, on the lines. Yeah, and I can add a lot of my own lines, <laughs> which I did. Didn't make a lot of pencils. weren't very happy. But, oh, uh, I bet there's some rebel. stories there. Yeah, I have some stories. I'm going to keep them to myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of artists say that. It's interesting. <laughs> there, uh, it almost seems like the comic art world. There's a whole dark, you know, uh, I don't know, mirror universe there that nobody really wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I, I could only imagine all those stories you know, from everybody <laughs> came out, right? But no, generally, like, you know, inkers, I mean, uh, pencilers loved, loved me. You know, there there were occasions where, you know, I was asked to do something from the publisher, you know, that, you know, pencilers weren't very happy with, because I can draw. So, a lot of times I got put with pencilers who needed help, you know, and uh, so I ended up doing more finishes than just, you know, with, you know, and it's a very, very bad word. It's a dirty word, but you know, and I even hate to say it, but trace it, trace the fences. So that's oh. a, that, which I never did, which I never did. But uh, you know, you know, chasing Amy, you know, that whole uh, yeah, that, you know, that whole thing there. But it's uh, you know, you really need to know how to draw. You know, to be a to be a to be a successful, confident inker, you need to know how to draw. You need to know shapes, forms, values. If you don't, then you all, ultimately all you are is a tracer. You know, so, and I've always strived to. I've been drawn all my life. 
all my life. I just happened to get into the business as an inker, and that's, you know, you sort of get, I don't want to say pigeonholed, I mean, okay. because I, I was very successful at it, and, and I had a great time doing it, and uh, and I would never take give it up or take back that whole period of my life. I could barely even stick figure. <laughs> well, uh, stick figure is actually kind of hard to draw, so. Well, it's kind of hard to color, so. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's color that line and that one, and hey, we're done. <laughs> um, so, uh, what are you what are you doing now? Are you working on anything in particular? I work on some independence uh, now and then. I, I retired really, honestly, in 2006. Took a job for the band, uh, full time job, pension benefits, four hundred one k, all these other you know perks that you don't get when you're self-employed. I was self-employed for 23 years, and, and uh, it was it was great. Like I said, I never, you know, I never give that up, you know, as far as uh, uh, what I what I learned and that kind of thing. But now everything I do, I do on my own terms, on my own time. Uh, mainly commissions, fan-based commissions. Uh, I do the convention circuit, you know, that kind of thing. And like I said, I'll do covers, you know, one-shots now and then, you know, very... But it's got to be on my on my terms, you know, my time, you know, that type of thing. Because otherwise, you know, I like having a life too. You know, as far as like when you're in the business of comics, you're you're literally from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, day after day. You know, you know, that's all you do. And, and it's and I'm not knocking. You know, you, you know, it's, you know, be careful what you wish for because you might get. And that's you know that was a that's you know the one thing you really need to be you know have that mindset that that's what that's what your life is going to be and that's all you're going to do if you're doing that full time if you want to be successful that's all you're going to be doing is working and uh, and it's a solitary existence oh yeah you know you're, you're working you know I remember I, I would be on the phone you know back in the day before, before yes before internet uh, and I'd be on the, I'd be on the phone I'd have a headset and I'd be just chatting with other people in the industry just to sometimes you'd be Working, not even saying a word for like an hour and a half, just hearing each other breathe as you work. It's like kind of having somebody next. Still you know. human contact. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, uh, you know, working on the before the internet. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. <laughs> well, you can call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> They're not oh. answering. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, I saw over there when I was looking at your artwork. I mean, it's a killer spawn yeah. you got going on there. Thank um, you. What what run were you on? Um, uh, I did the Spawn Blood Feud miniseries. I started out uh, for Todd ghosting inks for Todd on issue 22 of Spawn. Okay. Uh, with no credit for a period of time, you know, couples. Then I started getting special thanks, and then I started getting co-inks, you know, that kind of thing, and uh, which is all great, you know, because you know Todd was amazing to work for. Man, he really was. He was. Uh, was, I learned so much from that man. I can't even tell you. Not even about ink, just just about you know, the, you know, the business in general, and really how to create a successful comic book and, and, and how to make your work pop. You know? and so, spawned from Ed Brown issue twenty two to about issue thirty eight. Spawned Blood Feud, the miniseries. I, I worked on Spawn the Dark Ages for I want to say well over a year. And Kiss Cycle Circus, I did the entire run, you know, for, for Spawn and or for me for Todd. And it was really, honestly, I think that was my best work, you know, during, during that period of time. And, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, all over the world doing, you know, you know flown out for shows. I did all the big shows for, for a series of years back in the day, you know, that kind of thing. It was great. Loved it. Do you uh, ever like hear from those guys? Want well, you to, to come in and do something? Like, just as for instance, uh, at uh, Nickel City, we sat down with Neil Adams. Yep. And I mean, I remember him from back in the day. But he had just come off doing a bunch of covers for DC, and he yeah. hasn't really been actively working. But as we interview, we're interviewing a lot of artists. We, we've been doing right. this for about two years, and we're finding that guys will do big runs, then they'll kind of retire, but they'll call back a lot for stuff. Yeah. Um, that hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't hit a sore spot. No, no, no. No, it's not even that I'm looking for it. But let me tell you, if that does happen, you know, 
I would definitely jump on that. You know, just to do again, just covers, you know, ink covers or yeah. something like that, or or even pencil because I've been that's all I've really been. Pretty much all I do now is pencil and ink my own stuff. So, and I will on occasion ink somebody else for like I'm doing ink commission over somebody else, um, and it's all it's all good. It's all good. I, I keep my hands in it that way. Keep myself from missing the industry, doing the doing the shows. Do fans ever bring you something and ask you to ink it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's They're, cool. I yeah, never thought of that. Cool. Yeah, I'll yeah, make you know. a stick figure here. Color this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he wants to commission you. Yeah, I, I, I do. Wait, give me a get a cover. You pen. No, you can have it on my head. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's. Uh, I would love to go you know, to that. I mean, at some point, maybe I will. You know, maybe I'll even make take that step myself. You know, because I still have contacts in the industry. So. Well, it kind of seems like that also has a cycle all to its own. Like there's usually a lull, and then somebody right. gets the call, you know, years down. Right, so, right, right. You know, I'm pretty sure, looking at that artwork, I can't imagine someone isn't, one of these days, going to go, you know what, we need Kevin Conrad on this cover. Yeah. Oh, he's the only guy that can do this. Are you that? Well, then, thank you. Thank you very much. I <laughs> oh, mean, you, you're welcome. Uh, I'm, uh, I would definitely jump at the chance you know, to do some, you know, to do that again, on, you know, on a lighter level, you know, yeah. not, not full time, but definitely would like to get back into it at some point. I just haven't pursued it. You know, if I got a call tomorrow from from Todd, I would, you know, I mean, yeah, let me, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, so. I'll make some calls for you. All right, do that. <laughs> Give me a list. <laughs> so do you have anything else going on? Like, what are, what are you into now? What, what I'm uh, into now, okay, so like I said, mainly, like, I, I do uh, anything that's, like, within driving distance, like, within a three, four-hour drive, like, I'll do shows. I'll do guest, I'll guest at shows. I, um, like I said, fan base commissions, pencils and inks, and, um, you know, one of my big things is, like, I'm a drummer. I love playing, I love playing music. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a head, I'm a metal head, rocker kind of thing, right? So, you may not consider a metal, but I'm in a Kiss tribute band. Nice. non-makeup Kiss tribute band. So we're covering the whole gamut of their... Of their uh, That's awesome. I have a website. You know, we have the Facebook fan site. It's uh, Revenge Kiss Tribute. Uh, you can look that up. You'll see me in a wig. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm uh, on it. <laughs> she's on it right now. Yep. So, yeah, so we're... Um, you know, we've been. You know, it's really hard to find musicians. You know, that want to stick with any band. I mean, this is my fourth or fifth band, and it just seems like as soon as you're ready to play out and you get a few gigs, and all of a sudden somebody bails. Dude, you know? That was the story of my life for 25 years. Really? Yeah. What do you play? I, uh, guitar, bass, and I sing. Okay. Right. And it was it was always their ego. Musicians, yeah, yeah. All oh, ego. Absolutely. It, yeah. You, you spend six months, you dial dial it all in, and then the drummer's like, you know, I want to go play hardcore or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Somebody always screws it up. Somebody always does. Everybody has to be very like-minded, especially for a tribute band. They all have to be on board with the same, you know, with that same mindset. And they all... Did you find it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got some good stuff. Is that a win? Right. <laughs> very nice, very nice. That's me. <laughs> yep. I will be sharing that the, to got the Eric Carr song no. kit right there. Yeah, and I'm not Peter Chris, by the way. I'm Eric Carr. So. I like Peter Chris, too. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've been a Kiss fan since I was 14. Right? There you and, go. Uh, since, uh, you know, the, the live, the first live album. And, um, I have that. Yeah, Peter Chris was, you know, he was, I, I loved the original lineup, loved it, but I've loved just, I loved every incarnation of the band. Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. my first albums, Kiss, Love Gun. Love Gun. That yep. was the first tour I saw. I was, I was 17 years old. Saw the Love Gun tour in Springfield, Massachusetts. My 13-year-old son is mad at me because I didn't bring him to see Kiss when they were at the, tuni- the Turning Stone. Oh, that's Like, he yeah. was angry with me. Didn't talk to me for a couple days. I'm like, really? Last couple days in a long time, Kiss huh? was very yeah. quiet. <laughs> yeah, right? Very quiet. So, yeah, that's my labor of love right now is the band. Like, we just, I just love playing, love singing, you know, like and, and uh, you know, we've done a couple gigs, you know, and it's... As a three-piece, one of them was as a three-piece because we didn't have, you know, so the guitar, you know, the guy who plays Paul Stanley picked up the bass, so we had a lead guitar, and uh, so we had a four-piece, we did it, uh, I think we got a great lineup right now, we got, we have a couple guys from the uh, local Kiss Tribute, full makeup, you know, that, they're, they're amazing musicians, and it's just great to play with, you know, the real deal, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and, uh, and it's, so, I'm, I'm uh, hopeful that we'll actually be able to hit the circuit and uh, start playing, you know, playing out. 
that would be That's exciting. cool. <laughs> yeah. hey, you could take him to that. I could take him to that. Yeah, you could take him to that. Definitely. <laughs> we'll be in the front row for you. There we go. So where can people find you? Um, I just Kevin Conrad you. Arts on Facebook. <laughs> I have a Facebook fan site, Kevin Conrad Art, one word. And um, and Revenge, Kiss Tribute, too. You can find me out there as well. Which I believe she just posted to our Facebook. I oh, sure sweet. Did. And I also have a website that's pretty much dead in the water, but right now it's a, I just basically an archive of that's KevinConradArt.com. Okay. And um, at some point, I'm going to have that whole thing revamped. Uh, pretty much everything now I just post on Facebook. and It's easy for me to post because my site's so old. It's like all programming. I don't know how to do it. A lot of the links are dead now because I changed hosts and that kind of thing too. But, uh, but there's still a lot of good information in there. My bio, my um, uh, checklist of stuff I've worked on. You can find a lot of stuff on my website there too. All right. Yeah. But all my updated stuff, uh, look me up on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Same thing. I want this. That's uh, going up for auction <laughs> next week, next Sunday at the Albany Club. That's gorgeous. Thank you. Uh, Wonder Woman piece, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, uh, I make no money off of that. That's for the Ron McDonald House Charity. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the artwork's going up for sale uh, for auction next week. But I think you got to be there to, to bid Dang on it. it. Unless you know anybody in Albany. Well, uh, I know you now. Does you know that not count? <laughs> it does count. It does count. I mean, you can bid on it. You know, I'm name-dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Conrad is my personal friend. I just talked to him last Sunday. Hello. He said I could have it. He said it's all mine. A belated birthday present. Uh, really? I will be making prints of that, too. Full color prints of that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, well, it has been nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Me too. Thanks very much. So you have, uh, you're going to send me a link to this or hit me up when this is up? Yep, we, we absolutely will. Very good. <laughs> And a boy, Tony. Oh, there's, that's his job. That's right? his job. He just sits there and right. quiet and very Way to network. <laughs> this has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere on Twitter at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.